We'll be discussing three points at this moment. Kung ano ba yung intention ni God when it comes to romantic relationships. And we saw that in our passage kanina. Thank you, Melvin. In our passage reading kanina, we are in the first book of the Bible. It's called Genesis. And after God created the world, and in seven days, and after na nag-interact na yung mga creation niya, Moses then wrote down something about man and woman. You will see here that God is the author of life. Siya yung um, nagsulat ng buhay. And after niya isulat, after he planned all this, he created life. And in this, we will see that after God created life, He created marriage. It's wonderful na sa unang pages pa lang ng Bible, God has something to say about relationships. He created marriage. He articulated marriage. He designed marriage. The very origin of marriage is from God. That's why our first point for this night is marriage is designed by God. And I will be, of course, to be organized. And para sabihin natin maka-take down kayo ng notes well, I will be giving four points under this point, number one. First and foremost, the mechanism of marriage. Now, in marriage, we will see in this very passage that there has to be attraction. There has to be attraction. If you want to pursue relationship, there has to be attraction. This has to exist. It's a non-negotiable. In fact, Adam, nung time na to, bago pa yung verse na to, he was uh, somewhat naming the animals and looking for a helper fit for him. And wala siyang nakita. And then God gave this man a deep sleep and from his rib, he took one of the ribs and created woman. Then, when Adam saw, when Adam saw that very woman, sabi niya, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called wow man. Don't lang, it's woman. Okay, no, don't, don't take me seriously for that. Because she was taken out of man. It is a joyful expression when man has been given a woman. See, uh, whenever we see our, and I would call, crush, anong una nagiging expression sa mukha natin? Yung ngiti natin, bilang umaabot sa tenga. That's what happens when we see someone whom we are attracted to. And it's God's mechanism. It's God's gift. Even a discernment if you want to pursue relationship. I would like to share uh, somewhat a sad experience or a sad story of a disciple who believes that whoever becomes part of her single blessedness life is also called to a single blessed life. In, uh, in other words, she's a disciple and whenever someone as a disciple comes to her group, she would declare this woman is called to be a single blessed life. Kasi single blessed ako. And I was shocked. And here, and it's true. It's not a, an invention. Nangyayari po siya even in CCF. And even pastors have to call it out. 
And uh, you know what entered my mind right away when I heard that story? Sabi ko, that's unbiblical. Very unbiblical. That's selfish and even legalistic. Who are you to take out the desire of someone for your own agenda? Hindi ko ganun dinisign ni God yun ang discipleship. He designed relationships in the context na magkakaroon ng attraction. It's built on attraction. In fact, um, I would say that I would not pursue Pat if I am not attracted to her. In the same manner, I would say that it is because since it is God-driven, therefore, kayong mga lalaki, pag meron kayong desire with someone, don't objectively think na parang, ah, magaling ba siya maghugas ng tinggan? Magaling ba siya maglaba? The first thing you have to address is that meron attraction. And at the same time, we will go to our second point under this uh, under this big heading. Kanina we just discussed, that's the mechanism. Now we discuss the requirements. Of course, uh, since God nag-design, si God nag-articulate, si God nag-create ng marriage, He also has the right kung sino dapat ang ikakasal. And the very requirements of God is this. That there has to be an opposite sex. It's supposed to be man and woman. Nowadays, uh, our culture or our government, our law, our constitution has been uh, somewhat messing around with marriage. And we will go to, of course, the very controversial issue of same-sex marriage. Nasabi nila, basta may love, okay lang, regardless of gender. Brothers, I would like to take note, and I would like to say that when God created marriage, it is not Adam and Steve, nor is it Anna and Eve. It is Adam and Eve. Praise God, just this uh, a while ago, uh, rather a few weeks, I believe, <coughs> he has, God has not allowed the approval of same-sex marriage. But that is only for the meantime, because in, probably in the future, uh, it will be, sabihin natin, be approved. And one thing's for sure, even so, even so, if it gets approved, sabihin natin, maaprubahan yung bill na yun, we ought to consider that a couple who has gone through same-sex marriage is not considered marriage at all. Maari sabihin ng government natin, maari sabihin ng law natin na atong dalawang to, yes, same sex, uh, they are of the same sex, but since they have been uh, abiding in our laws, they are called to marriage. But God has the final say. Meaning, in fact, He would say in Leviticus 20.13, when God sees a same-sex relationship, or a same-sex marriage, he would say, if a man lies with a male, as with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. And back then, the consequences of sin na yun is they shall be put to death. Because God designed marriage in His own terms. In fact, uh, when man messes with uh, God's design, what happens most of the time is that both people become depressed, become sad, 
become or what we would call the AIDS effect ng same-sex relationship. At the same time, we will see in the third part of this is that there is a union that happened in marriage. The union in marriage. There is supposed to be once after makasal ng couple, sabi dito, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Now, you're probably wondering, Paul, bakit tayo nandito sa topic na to? Mamaya, makaraman natin. But here, we would see that there's supposed to be a leave and cleave. There's supposed to be a leave and cleave na nangyayari. Now, it does not mean that we no longer have relationship with our parents or even siblings. Rather, nangyayari, when God declared a couple married, He now sees that dapat ang lalaki, tingin niya sa babae na pinakasalan niya, siya na yung primary priority niya. The same goes with the woman. They have become, because they have become one flesh. No question. Of course, magkakaroon tayo ng Q&A, but there will be a question that needs to be addressed bago pa tayo dumating doon. How do you know if you're ready for a, a relationship that leads to marriage? How do you know if you're ready for a, re- a relationship that leads to marriage? Of course, we have many things. But in this verse, it proclaims loudly kung ano man yun. If you can, um, one of the sure signs, ready ang isang man, ready kayo as a woman to be in a relationship that leads to marriage, ano yun, kung ano? You can leave your parents' house. What? Grabe! Masarap mag-games doon. Libre yung wifi, libre yung kuryente, libre yung tubig, libre lahat. Even gamot minsan. Even yung gas ko sa aking kotse. Parents ko nagpo-provide. One would argue that. But since this is God, we have to follow Him. A clear sign of leadership is to be a man of confidence in God. No longer dependent on His parents, but now dependent on God. Yun na. Yun na yung magiging um, sabihin natin niya basehan niya when it comes to manhood. Their dependence is no longer in their parents, rather in God completely. Ulitin ko. Their dependence is no longer in their parents, rather it is in God completely. Kaya ladies, ladies, I would like to exhort you at this moment, and at the same time warn you, do not marry a man who has set his life or has planned his life for entertainment. Do not be in a relationship with a man who has set his life for entertainment. Now, there's nothing wrong with entertainment. I do watch YouTube from time to time, but it's not supposed to be the dominant, um, sabihin natin, na nag-encapsulate sa aking oras. Hindi po dapat. Nothing wrong. Again, I would say, nothing wrong even with games. But a real man prioritizes his life on commitments, that will allow him to build a better community for others. That is what a man is devoted unto. And I would like to commend our male facilitators who are the bio. Are you in the same table, right? I would like to commend our male facilitators for taking up the lead because these are the sure signs that you are now investing your time in leading others to Christ instead of being at home, sleeping at home, doing nothing at home, playing games at home. 
Brothers, for those of you who are not in this state yet, do not be discouraged. We are here to help you. At the same time, we see a leader, and at the same time, we should see a man who is a provider. If you are, are saying, how do you know if you're ready for a relationship that leads to marriage? If you can provide for your next family. Una, a leader. Next, a provider. Imagine, imagine, just imagine. A guy will take you out on a date. And then nasa restaurant kayo na dumating na yung bill. Hindi yung babae sasagot. Kaya magalala, hindi ka rin sorry. Rather, a man then calls his mom and his dad, Pa, ma, baka naman, please, sagilit lang, just for this day, may kasama po akong um, babae ngayon. That's very what I would say, a man, who, or rather a boy, who is not ready for marriage. No, uh, sorry. You know, I would like to uh, somewhat share that uh, sometimes it's hard that, I tell you, it's hard to be a man. Sobrang hira. Especially if you have a, sabihin natin, a Christian father. Bakit? Kasi he will not give you everything you want. Or you need even. Um, Pat and I will be married soon on April. And, uh, you know, it's, kasi may washing machine extra doon. And I want that. I want that washing machine. And, nung tinatanong ka na si Papa pa, <laughs> and walang reply. And I'm blessed. Of course, at the first, I was like dumbfounded, thinking, bakit gano'n? Ay, tatay ko naman siya. Does he not provide for me? In-excuse pa yung pagiging tatay, no? But here's the thing. I was so blessed because he wanted me to learn independence in providing for my next family. See, that's why discipleship in our groups are so important because not all of us have Christian fathers. Men need to learn to be independent from their parents and dependent on God completely. Completely. At the same time, we would see that they, there is a security in marriage. First, we have the mechanism. Pangalawa, we have the requirements. Pangatlo, we have the union. And in fourth, we have the security. They were naked and not ashamed. One evolution, uh, one Christian evolutionist said that kaya okay lang na maging hubad sila is because unguy naman sila dati. And that's quite a very, I would say, an unbib- unbiblical idea. Because the very translation or the very interpretation of this verse is that they were secure. Ang sarap siguro, uh, especially for women, pag nalamdaman nyo na you are secure with the man na inalaga nyo. Of course, same with God, but if God has provided you a man, it feels so wonderful to feel that security. God provides that, but He also provides that through the man. But here, we will see that God designed marriage for man and woman, and take note of this very important word, to be humanly complete. Not eternally complete. Humanly complete. God designed marriage for man and woman to be humanly complete. They are secure with one another. Now, why were they not ashamed? Here's the thing. 
Back then, wala pang kasalanan. Hindi pa nakakain ni Eve yung fruit, not apple, yung fruit back then. And because wala pang kasalanan, Adam and Eve were in their perfection. Kung meron pinakagwapo at magandang babae, dati, that's Adam and Eve. Now that's because sila lang yung black and white. Na joke lang. Um, they are in complete assurance that the person meant no harm against them. Because there was no sin back then when they were naked. Hindi nila naiisip na, ano kanyang iniisip na to? They were not thinking that. Rather, what they were thinking is that they are secure in the presence of God because God created man in purity. Kompleto. God created man in his own perfect image. Now, why do we feel right now? Why do we feel? Sabihin natin. Hindi ko nagaling sa lili ko as example. Sabihin natin, if a person comes here naked, ano yung first reaction? Probably yung table doon, kila gel, sisigaw, ah! and then all of us would be in panic. Why? Bakit kaya? Kasi, we know sin. We don't know the intention of that man other than he might sin against us. Kaya nga in porn, diba? we do it where? In private. Kasi we think no one sees us. And when someone sees us, what will what, what we feel? We feel ashamed. Di ba? Now, after the fall of Adam and Eve, sin reigned in humankind. The reason kung bakit sisigaw yung table na yun, the reason kung bakit sabihin natin if a man is caught in pornography, he will feel ashamed because sin has entered the world and has affected yung family tree ni Adam. Because of sin, we no longer have any assurance that the other person will not sin against us if they see us naked. What we see here at the same time, insecurity in marriage is this. That when God joined them together, no man can separate. Here in Mark 10, verses 6 to 9. But from the beginning of creation, this is Jesus Christ speaking. And He affirms the Old Testament saying, Sabi niya, from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female, and therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one flesh. Then suddenly Jesus adds, what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. I'm not sure if you have experienced breakups. I'm not sure if you have experienced so cool off. I'm not sure if you have experienced separation ng parents niyo. But isn't it such a great feeling if you know na hindi ka iiwan na kasama mo. This is the security that God has and or rather has given in marriage. And we will see mamaya that it is all rooted in Him. I'm not preaching marriage for the sake of urging you to be married. I'm just simply telling you what God designed it to be and at the same time, in our next point, how God is displayed in marriage. Our second point is this. Marriage is a display of God. 
when marriage has occurred, it is proclaiming the beauty, the magnificence, and the wonder of the Trinity. This is who He is. And I would read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31 to 32. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. Kanina, we have Moses in Genesis writing this down. And then after that, Jesus spoke about this. Now we have the Apostle Paul speaking about this. See how important the topic of our uh, series is? And the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound. And I'm saying that it refers to what? To Christ and the church. You see, after Paul uh, has given us doctrinal truths in the first chapter of Ephesians, uh, the Apostle Paul then quotes Genesis. For what purpose? Para mas supplement niya yung point niya about love. What is the point about love? Of course, you would have questions about how did Christ love the church? How did Christ love you? I would quote John Piper here, the covenant, meaning uh, the commitment involved in leaving mother and father and holding fast to a spouse and becoming one flesh is a portrayal of the covenant between Christ and His church. You see, marriage exists most ultimately to display the covenant-keeping love between Christ and His church. Marriage is the display of the covenant-keeping love. It is not merely a constant feeling in love. When you say commitment, which most of the millennials hate nowadays, when you say commitment, it means that even if the relationships, or even if the feelings go, you would remain committed. That's what it means when God keeps is covenant. In spite of our unfaithfulness, God remains firm in holding us. What is covenant keeping? I may ask. It is commitment-based love. It is commitment-based love. Not feelings-based love. If you will see, if you will see this, Therefore, a man shall leave his father. This is the quote of Genesis. Then the Apostle Paul says, This mystery is profound. Why is it profound? You see, uh, back then, hindi pa po demonstrate ni God yung kanyang anak to Christ. Back then, in the Old Testament. But now, in the New Testament, this is no longer a mystery. Probably back then mystery talk, but now it's no longer a mystery. Why? Because it has been revealed to us. Here is the mystery. I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. Atong pag-join ng man and woman is God's design. And He does it so that He would display Himself. Paano? The church and Christ. Or rather, the church as the bride and Christ as the king. You see, whatever Moses wrote in Genesis and whatever the prophets spoke about marriage, 
Lahat ng bagay na to, it has been revealed sa ating lahat, especially to believers. It is the church as the bride and Christ as the groom. Now we will go kung sino si God. Sino si God? We've been discussing about the act of marriage, about God displaying kung paano niya design ang marriage. Now, we go to God. Wow! We've now spent quite a lot of time and nasa simula pa lang tayo. Na joke lang. Nakay God na tayo. Here in the first point of this second chapter, you will see in 1 John 4.8 the very being God. Next slide. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Why? Because this is the attribute of God that God is love. May tanong ako, what should exist for love to be expressed? What should exist for love to be expressed? Of course, another person. I would like to debunk the idea about self-love, self-forgiveness. Wala yung mga bagay na yun sa Bible. Here we would see, for us to love, there has to be another person. If sabihin natin, nag-iisa lang kayo sa mundo, and walang God, sabihin natin, isa lang kayo, you will not be able to express love. Because we are, to be able to express love, there has to be another person. With that understood, Tingnan natin ang first time for it. God is love. You see, even without us or any creation by God, God will remain love. He is love before He created the world. Huh? Paano yun? Paano yun? I mean, di ba dapat meron dapat another entity para mabigay yung love? Di ba? And here, we see that before the creation of the world, before we, uh, before Adam and Eve was created, before even the first account in Genesis, God the Father is loving God the Son. God the Son is loving, the, is loving God the Holy Spirit. And God the Holy Spirit is loving God the Father. These are three persons in one God loving one another perfectly. In fact, in John 17, you will see the prayer of Jesus. His prayer for the believers is that all of us may be one. Why? Because Jesus says, Lord, make them as one because we are one. And then he repeats that with such a small word. Lord, help them to be perfectly one. Because you and I, Father, are perfectly one. This is the being of God. That He is love. Na bago niya pa tayong magawa, He remains to be love. The beauty of God in Trinity. And another thing, we will see, yes, He is the being of God. We then go to the display of God. Christ is married to the church. We've been discussing about marriage just a few uh, while ago, but we will see that in Ephesians, marriage is pointed to the unity of Christ and His Church. All persons of the Trinity are loving one another. Perfect. And then, and then, He extends His love. 
to you and I. That perfect love that exists back then, na hindi nasira, has now been extended to you and I. This is the love of God. In fact, we will see in the Bible again and again, in spite of the un- in spite of our unfaithfulness, in spite of the unfaithfulness of Israel, he would still describe that this is his pride. That I am married to this people. You know what does the word of God tell us? Of God's act of love? His covenant-keeping love towards us are one, faithful and steadfast. Meaning, it is committed completely unto us. In Romans 8, 31, Paul says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Yes, there will be opposition, there will be uh, sufferings, there will be trials in our life, but it will surely lack power to destroy the faith that God has started in us. When you believe in the gospel, God has steered upon your heart the faith necessary to save you. And when He has steered that, He never goes back anymore. It remains permanent in you. Wala na pong because this God is a God of a covenant-keeping love. At the same time, it is permanent and secure. In Romans 8, 38-39, For I am sure, see the, uh, see the uh, confidence of the Apostle Paul, Paul, for I am sure that neither death, not even death, not even life, not angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In a short sentence in John 10, 28, Jesus says, No one can snatch them out from my hand. But we are eternally secure that forever tayong hawak ni God. In fact, our relationship with God is somewhat expressing like this. Um, when you have handshakes, after noon, bibitaw kayo. But our example in God's love is like this. It's firmly holding one another. And here's the thing. If the believer sabihin natin na grow cold and he lets go of that hand, Christ remains handling us. Christ remains fear in His love for us. That's how He loves, brother. Now, what are the implications? We've been learning a lot of glorious truths about God's love. Here's the thing. As singles, I repeat, as singles who are, sabihin natin, who are in desire to be in a relationship, you can be secure in God's love. You can be secure in God's love. Because in God, when He has committed Himself unto you, there is no breaking up, there is no cool off. In fact, there is no confusion, clarity. There is clarity in this. What He started when He has held your hand 
He will firmly, steadfastly, faithfully continue. At the same time, another implication is that second, is that we can be at peace knowing yung mga nabasa natin dito, brothers, no suffering can devastate what God constructed in us. No persecution can destroy the faith that God will, has built within us. Yes, you may experience persecution from office. So, bakit naniniwala ako sa bagay na yan? Nasulat na yan. But then, you can have assurance that you would remain firm because it is God who started that. And therefore, no one can destroy that faith. No authority, even authority, is high enough to pull us down from where God has placed us. No creation is fierce enough to petrify us from where God has moved us. These are the implications. Brothers, if you desire a relationship with a fellow, sabihin natin, uh, opposite sex, and you have no God, what happens? Devastation. Because you will have so many unmet expectations and you will have not learned about the grace of God. In fact, I would say that no relationship, no earthly relationship can complete you. None. It may in some way humanly complete you, but it will not eternally complete you. It can. Because only God's love remains the highest form of love. And it is available for us to believe. Para po sa mga naminiwala. Lastly, finally, in, third, in our third part, marriage is demonstrated by God. In Revelations chapter 19, verses 6 to 9, you will read, Then I heard that what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of mighty pearls of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. This is where the believers are in. And then we will sing, Let us rejoice and exalt and give Him the glory. Why? For the marriage of the Lamb has come. Wait a minute. Kala ko ba when we have a relationship with God, God, we are, we are already married with Him. Despite married na tayo ngayon, boom. despite married na tayo ngayon, there is a wedding prepared for us. Wow! Amazing! For the marriage of the Lamb has come and His bride has made herself ready. This is the church. But when Christ comes, we are ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure, for the linen is the righteous deeds of the saint. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. For believers, you are invited to this marriage. In fact, you're not just invited, invited you will partake this marriage. You will partake in this marriage. And he said to me, this are the true words of God. You see, in Genesis, we see a while ago that when sin entered the world, God banishes 
Adam and Eve, man and woman. In our last reading in Revelation, we would see that now God banishes sin. In Revelation, it says there will be no more sins, no more tears. Believers are eternally welcome to dwell with God forever. You see, how did God demonstrate His covenant keeping to His people? I would say that you haven't truly loved until you've truly suffered. Marriages will suffer, yes. But because they understand the covenant-keeping love, they would remain in there. You see, it is in fact Christ who suffered the most. And yet, it is He who deserves it the least. How did Christ demonstrate this? Let's go to Isaiah 53. If you have your Bibles, turn your Bibles to Isaiah 53. And I will be telling and reading about how God demonstrated His love for us back then. Di pa dumarating si Christ noong time na to, it was already prophesied by the prophet Isaiah. Let me read, who has believed what he has heard from us? The starting words of the prophet. And then he said, for he grew up before him like a young plant. God has no age. He has no age. But when he became man in Christ, what happened? He grew up like a plant. He who has been existing eternity, beginning to eternity, and on the form of man. And like a root out of dry ground, Amazing, it tells us here that he had no form or majesty. When the prophets saw God, you know what was their first expression? Woe is me! But then when Christ came as a man, it looked like he had no form or majesty. Who, he who had all this from the beginning and then came down as a man became like this, that he had no form or majesty that we should look at him. And no beauty that we should desire Him. He was despised and rejected by men. He who was praised by the heavenly host. Yung mga pinakamalakas sa angel armies was singing, Holy, holy, holy. And then when He came as a man, man was like rejecting Him. Rejecting him. He was despised and rejected. He who had every right to be joyful became a man of sorrows. And he was acquainted with grief. And as one from whom man hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken. He who died for us. What did the Jews did back then? They said this is the curse of God upon you. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And the only reason why we feel sabihin natin here at this moment is because there were wounds that was stricken 
to His body. All we, including you and I, have gone like gone astray like sheep. We have turned away everyone to his own way, and yet we would notice that it was not the sheep that God placed that curse to. It was in Christ, because the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of all the sheep. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He who was the lion of Judah became like a sheep led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that before its shears is silent. When you say shearers, they were the ones who were responsible for cutting the hair of sheep. Jesus had, in that, in some way, a metaphor of a lion who had a mane. But when he went to the cross, he was like a sheep. That all his majesty in his mane was removed from him. And he opened not his mouth. Perhaps, brothers, perhaps, brothers, this is the greatest demonstration of love. The king, the lion of Judah, the Lord of Lords, even in Psalm said he's the God of gods who deserves no suffering, will suffer at the hands of those who deserves the most suffering. That's the gospel. If there is anything you have to remember this night, it's that. That Christ has died for you. In spite of you. And He did this to the cross. And what we have to do is that we ought to repent and believe. Let us pray. O King of Kings and Lord of Lords and God of Gods, we come before you this night where we have just discussed about love. We have discussed the commitment of your love towards us. So Father, as we end this night, as we go through the question and answer portion, Father, Father, Give us eyes that will be enlightened and at the same time will turn to worship. Father, give us hearts who will not just feel you, but who will also, that will also love you. Father, give us ears so that we will not just hear you, but we will listen to you. Lord, as we continue the rest of this night, God, allow us, oh Lord, allow us that we will grasp the immeasurable riches of your love in Christ. That he who died on the cross willingly gave it all for us. And as we end this preaching, Father, I pray that we will not just have this for Friday, Father, we pray that we would grasp your love from this day on and 
to eternity yet, O oh God. Lord, we commit the rest of this night to you, and may we pray we will glorify your name above all else. We pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.